0: all right guys welcome to the catching up podcast i am john bano with uh
1: jamie cutreira
0: and we are welcomed with uh an old army buddy of mine colin boker colin
2: hello everyone uh, i'm uh very thankful to be on the podcast thank you for the invite
0: yeah man we're uh we're pleased to have you he's an old army buddy of mine we uh we actually spent like our first two full duty stations together so like i know this guy pretty well and then i think we were roommates for a little while there too so
2: Oh, for for a minute.
0: Yeah, for about what? Couple months there.
2: Yeah, I got a funny. I
0: think you got married, right?
2: Yeah, I did. I (laughs) got a funny story about that though. You you kind of you kind of totally stole my whole thing I had going on in the barracks. Yeah. I had like one of the sweetest setups, man, because I took the bed in my room and I joined it to the other bed, so I had a queen size bed. Oh, it was ratchet as hell because I had to like take like five fifty cord and wrap it around both mattresses to combine them together and. The so one room, which was the room that you moved into, was my bedroom. Then the other room was like, you know, just like a chill fuck quote-unquote, living room.
0: <laughs> it was your fuck dungeon, is what it was.
2: Yeah, it was, it was pretty debaucherous. There's, there's stains on that wall. They're never getting out.
0: Where'd y'all, uh, where'd y'all meet at? Uh, actually, we had a school or no, it was, um, I worked at an immunization clinic, and, and he was already working there when I got there. So I was like this new private coming to the duty station for the first time. And an old Colin Boker was there giving out shots to people. So, and uh, yeah, that, it was a pretty rowdy group, actually. A couple of those guys were pretty good. So
2: yeah, that was a good time. I, I think back on it. Uh, shit, someone's been 10 years now. And I can't believe I got paid to do that job.
0: Yeah, I mean, we literally would, you know, we, I don't know if we should, you know, want to tell these stories. We can tell these stories. I think, I think it's we safe. Can.
2: We can get into a few.
0: A yeah, of we'd, uh, right? We would really uh fuck with patients that would come in because it was an M's clinic, right? All we would do is like give vaccines to people. The gauntlet, right? Exactly. That was basically what it is. You'd get to Korea, we'd be there to kind of give you shots. It was me, him, and like two, three other guys. So it was like a small team.
2: Yeah, we also and, had a couple uh, Katusas. They were the Korean augments that could speak English very well and work. Yeah, with
0: us. yeah, they would like work with us. They were Korean soldiers that would work with us, and uh, I can remember this one time. This guy was giving a shit like in line. He was just being a dick to us, and we we're like, okay. Well, it says here we need a, a a sample from you, so we had to give him a biohazard bag, and we told him to go to the bathroom, and shit in this bag <laughs> and bring it back to us. So we actually played the joke on ourselves because oh, then we man. had a bag of shit to deal with. Dude, but that guy actually shit
2: in the bag, though. <laughs> was the funny thing.
0: That's uh, I mean, if a if a medical
1: person tells you to shit in the bag, you shit in the bag. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: I mean, it's the classic, like, hey, you got to take this hammer and find all the soft spots on the tank, like banging away or uh, the, the gas sample from your Humvees. But, Jamie, you being in the Navy, was there any like like rites of passage, like little pranks that you pull on uh, your new sailors who would come on
1: forces? I think that's like military wide, you know, right. uh, hail of A1R, you know, it's
0: just a bucket of air uh oh, yeah so you got me you said a1r i'm like what are you yeah. talking about <laughs> uh what else it's like wow you're an idiot dude your guys I think, are all fucked up. Yeah. I
1: think there was one called like a a bosun's punch well a bosun is a like a rating like a bosun's mate yeah they do all like the uh
0: like the whole shit right like yeah they, they paint and yeah, yeah
1: they're responsible for like all the lines and tying up the ship and doing all kinds of stuff like that but they're usually these big burly dudes right and so you go into the forward boat locker asking for a bosun punch, and here comes a bosun's mate to punch <laughs> you. You know, uh, Yeah, there was all kinds of stuff like that. But you hear about all that in boot camp, so you're kind of like pre-warned, or at least school. Maybe it was school. But I would hear these stories like, don't you know, don't let someone do this to you or if someone yeah, tells you go this. Look,
0: go look for a pricky sticks, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Don't
1: go yeah. looking for all this different yeah. stuff. Actually, I'll take that back we actually had kind of an incident on a boat like right before I got out uh because someone did that to some new people uh we were going like under a bridge but it was a drawbridge or the bridge moved right well one of the officers sent this female you know I don't know what rank she was but very junior very uh new person hey y'all need to go up to the pilot house and help them crank the mast down. You know, the mast of the ship is this big, right? You right. know, big structure on the yeah. ship that don't move. You know, it's really bad if something happens to it. Uh so yeah, like three or four people run up, you know, five, six decks on this boat all the way to the pilot house, you know, asking, you know, we're here, we're here to crank the mast down so we can get under this bridge. And they're like, What? <laughs> yeah, well. A couple of the guys laughed it off and just went back. Oh, y'all got us! And then, but there was like a female that was kind of butt hurt about it and kind of made a big fuss. Just
0: crank the mask, being like a no. That they picked on her. Yeah, uh, oh, they okay. pulled the prank on her. I got you. I got you. But she wasn't the only one. Take it. Take it here first, guys. Don't do that. <laughs> don't be. A, don't be a pricky six. It's yeah, a, it's, it's a, a new military. Play. You
2: can't get away with half the shit that uh, well, went on. on in our time. Aren't
0: you still in technically? Kinda.
2: Technically, I'm still in. I don't know. Should I give like a full introduction? Of myself, yeah, I think like you,
0: this? yeah, you might. Have, I mean, we're only eight minutes into this probably. I don't know. We'll oh, work.
2: yeah. So, so, all right. I'm, of course, my name's Colin Boker. So, yeah, uh, joined the Army in 2012 uh, after being a massage therapist for five years because, you know, like one would. And, uh, yeah, decided I want to become a medic. So,
0: from medicine, from massage therapy to medicine, he's you know, swoop, it's a lateral in the transition limb.
2: right there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, um I come from a medical family. My dad's a radiologist. My mom's a trauma nurse. And, you know, I decided to uh, join the army like an idiot.
0: Yeah, hey, don't you have a brother that's uh, like a lawyer or something too?
2: Yeah, brother's a lawyer. Yeah,
0: well. you're doing well, brother. You're doing. Yeah, good.
2: yeah, really, really <laughs> setting the standard for my family. I'm just kidding. You. <laughs> Uh, yeah, served in uh, Korea. I was a uh, flight medic at Fort Rucker and then finished my active duty career uh, working at Hunter Army Airfield uh, with 3rd Combat Aviation, uh, working in the clinic there. Uh, got out just before COVID. This was 2020 and then uh, went to nursing school. But I've been in the reserve since then working as a medical training NCO. For engineering battalion in West Virginia
1: That's how do you cool. uh? How do you like the reserves like oh, honestly I, man,
2: it was it's a huge culture shock because I'm coming from where being a soldier is every single day to oh you're just showing up on the weekends or you're two weeks in the summer and I was coming in like hard dick ready to fuck and uh, I realized I had to take I, I had to slow my speed down quite a bit. It was, uh things are definitely different.
0: They weren't ready for it because you had like E3s that were doctors and shit probably, right? Like some rent. <laughs> no,
2: Not quite, not quite. But it was uh. definitely like, I was coming in with a huge wealth of knowledge.
0: Well, and that's like, so I understand from like, cause I never did reserves or anything like that. But like, I understand that some of those guys, they want to go in and just serve their country. And that's how they feel they're doing it, right? Like, and that's cool. But like, They'll be like doctors or pilots or something like that, and they'll just be like some E1 or E2, right? And then you have this guy fresh out of college who's like a lieutenant, right? Uh, do you see yeah. that at all? I, I, I haven't seen that. that
2: personally. No, okay. so it's like, I don't know. I've got a guy in my section who he runs a laboratory. So they do laboratory testing for, uh, say, you get like a CBC, a BMP. I don't yeah, know, CBC, you're doing testing to anybody yeah. who's listening, but like any kind of medical laboratory test whether it be blood urine spit whatever it may be uh he runs a whole clinic doing it so he makes good money way more than i do as a nurse uh and he's a specialist in the army so
0: yeah that's we do have so. some of that yeah like an uh, e- that's an e4 in the army yeah yeah i did
1: five years in the navy reserves after i got active duty right yeah. i hated it it sucked because it's like you're to be in the military you have you almost have to be like kind of all in type of deal right because mm-hmm. all the bullshit you got to go through all the shitty working hours you know depending on what you do what type of work you're gonna have to do you know i don't know what y'all did like if you have to go out in the field and do stuff but y'all worked in i'm guessing
0: the hospitals so yeah so like, like when we worked together we never i don't think we went to the field one time together at all because we no, were in a clinic it. and then we were at okay. flight medicine together but yeah so we missed all that bullshit yeah
1: but I after would, that i did <laughs> i would uh I would show up for like a weekend of reserve duty, you know? And for the longest time, it was just, you got to always do like all the electronic training. We called it NKOs, like Navy knowledge online. I don't know what y'all. Yeah. It's called KKO it. joint,
0: joint yeah, knowledge yeah. and joint. So
1: they would constantly, you know, cause in full, you know, active duty, you do that stuff kind of periodically all the time. They're always bugging you to do this shit, or at least they did in the Navy for us. So it ends up being like mostly administrative shit, whether you got to go to medical, one weekend and get all checked right. out, and, yeah. you know, do all that training and this and this and that. And then, or you'll, you know, you'll get to one place and they'll want to send you and do like a lot of crazy work on a boat that you're only on for like a day, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people don't want reservists working on their stuff. Cause that's, they take pride in their equipment or their, whatever, you know, whatever it is they own when they're working on this boat. You know, so a bunch of part-timers that come in, you know, they try to send you out there to get like experience in your job or what, whatnot or whatever naval evolution is going on, but they don't want any reservists in the way unless they have like verifiable experience. Like, listen, I've done this for years. Yeah, I was active for six years or something. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of get just pushed around a lot as far as you don't end up doing anything to really learn about the Navy and you spend a lot of time just killing time you know waiting and it's i hated that shit you know you're just sucking my life away right now because you can
0: yeah just like hurry up and wait yeah yeah uh,
1: and then like i don't know the actual numbers but it seemed like half the people in the reserves had never been in the military before right this this is their military experience this one weekend so you got some people that want to be super gun-ho joe navy you know what i'm saying which as someone that's been in for quite a while it kind of gets annoying sometimes like all right relax dude you know we've been doing this for a while uh or you just got people that just you know don't know what the fuck they're doing they're just clueless they don't they don't have the experience they don't you know they barely have any knowledge on whatever we're doing and
0: it gets really frustrating sometimes. then that's when you tell them to just go grab a broom and sweep up the motor pool dude right (laughs) yeah that's what i tell them find them busy work for them yeah exactly
1: the Navy in the Navy breeds like a bad working environment. I don't, I don't know about the
0: army, but. Uh, I, I think that in the military in general, there's. Um, there's a lot of. I, I wouldn't. Uh, I'll kind of be careful about what I say here, but like, it's kind of toxic, like a lot of the some of it is. Toxic. Yeah. I'll,
2: I'll put it like this. You know, the makeup of our armed forces is very similar to what you see, you know, in the American population. Exactly. that being said. You know, it does get filtered quite a bit and all the good people that you really want there end up getting out because they're motivated and they, you know, better themselves in life. But then, you know, you get people who get stuck in there who <laughs> like, yeah, I was banana. actually thinking
0: about that today, guys. I um, let's see if you I was OK in a month from now, I would have been out of the army for one year. I don't know how long you've been out jamie uh out of the navy shit but i can tell you in the one year that i've been out of the army you know, 11 months i've been out of the army i have had more growth in this one year than i had in the eight years that i was in the army like as a person hmm. and that's what's that I, it sounds kind of crazy but it it's uh i don't know that's
1: i think it's true uh i think we had this conversation before like being in the military and like when you get deployed and stuff like that and kind of yeah. you get this whole new perspective on what this world is. Yeah, I know. mean,
0: I, I'm not going to say you're a dog at the entire time, but yeah. like, I mean, I, but I'm, I was just saying that, uh, you know,
1: you kind of do grow as a person in the military. You know, I don't know what every per- single person gets out of their experience, but, you know, it did help me. <laughs> kind of change my views on some
0: things alcoholism and depression a lot of that i'm gonna agree
1: with
2: uh, jamie on this one in the sense that yes as a person and your values and your work ethic uh, you definitely mature and it's like a it's an advanced uh, freaking process that you go through in the military for that and i came out a way better person than i did going in however i think professionally as like a career if you're not utilizing all the little you know tips and tricks and you know things that the, offer you, the military provides. Then yeah, you're kind of stifling yourself uh, professionally because you know if I were to stay in 20 years, I'd be an EMT basic. Which yeah, right. Does nothing for me. It's so like 11 days or something like that. Yeah, I, I had a coming to Moses moment. <laughs> Woke up one day, I was like, yeah, you know, I need to, I need to do something more significant. So, uh, nursing school is a pretty good fit for what I was wanting to do
0: well i think i guess my perspective on it's a little different um because i wouldn't say i had no growth in the eight years that i was in the army but i think that the definitely during the
2: time that i knew you you didn't you didn't grow yeah yeah
0: i I got more round i didn't get any taller that's for sure (laughs) Uh, no but i uh i just i don't know man like i i grew a lot like i i guess like uh like you said kind of professionally in that way like being able to like um communicate with other people and like in a professional way I guess and like kind of you know doing, doing dealing with what they got to deal with but like in the last year I think it's and I kind of attribute this to my stand-up but in my in my current position where I'm like kind of in a sales role but I think that like like true professionalism and true communication has improved drastically since I got out
2: so, so you brought up a point there and I, I want to kind of change gears a little bit and ask because like I've been following You know, you on Instagram, seeing the stand-up that you're doing. I'm kind of curious, because I I don't think I've heard this story. How did you get into stand-up? And this is for you, Jane.
0: Yeah, well, um, do you want to go first? Because you kind of...
1: I am not. I mean, I'm not really into stand-up. I mean, I'm into... You've done it? The genre of watching stand-up. I like to go see shows and, you know, watch specials. I've gotten up there one time, and I don't like being... The center of attention like especially in large crowds so it's so hard for me to be you know try to act natural and calm and chill whenever i got 50 or 100 or not even that many but like 20 people i don't really know or 20 people i do know all staring at me i'm just like you know i don't know it's just yeah um but i have done it once and it was it wasn't bad. John's kind of making me want to do it more. Like we were writing
0: jokes the other day. But yeah, I was helping him write some stuff. Yeah. Um, it's exhilarating when you get that. Like you know how it is. You're always kind of like that that goofball at the unit, honestly. And um, <laughs> that but that
2: moral that moral force multiplier. You
0: were like the one guy that didn't give a shit about what he was saying. He was like, ah, you know, Collins around or Boker is what we called you. But uh, yeah, like you didn't give a fuck. You just kind of said what was on your mind, and people thought it was funny. You know, you and you and uh, old Collier but um, <laughs> um but back to your question about like why i got into stand-up. for me it was a little bit different like um, i'll be honest with you i felt kind of like i don't know if I, how deep i should go here but i felt kind of lonely because i was like going through my divorce at the time right like i was separating from my my ex-wife and like i was by myself so i was like what am i going to do with my time you know i've been spending it with my wife and kids for years so yeah. what am i going to do and i uh i you know i always thought stand-up was cool i was always interested in it i've always thought i was kind of like a goofy dude but i like never really like let that part of me shine and so i just tried it and the first time i went up there dude i had nothing planned i literally riffed off to whatever was going on that night and i just kind of said what i thought was on my mind that i, I thought was funny and it went really well for me so i was like all right cool and then i ate shit like the next six times that i went up there and i was like this sucks But then finally it started breaking through and I had a good time. And then like, you kind of like develop what works for you as far as like your process and like your, how you come up with material and like, I don't know, like the style of joking you want to do. And then it becomes a little bit easier to come up with your actual jokes. Yeah, I'm sure it would be. Yeah. (laughs) So now it's just like a part of what I do. It's just become a part of what I do.
2: That's cool, man. That's cool.
0: So, I mean, have you ever thought about doing Like I said, you're the goofball, man. You probably would be really good at it.
2: Oh, man. I, you know, I don't know. I, if I had some time, maybe sat and wrote, wrote something down, maybe. Ugh, my schedule is just so busy. And where I'm currently living, it's not like a big comedy scene. Are
0: here you in from Southeast Columbus? Ohio.
2: No, I'm in Southeast Ohio.
0: Oh, okay.
2: I'm in, I'm in Methville.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Methville. That seems be, to be pretty much.
0: Injured. I feel like that's floor there. area. That's everywhere. Yeah. Well, uh, what do they say? Uh, Ohio is like the Florida of the Midwest. I think that's pretty true. Yeah. I don't know. That's if everywhere.
2: Florida's the taint, then the taint Ohio's me. the armpit of America.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Never been. I think. Well, I've been, been to Ohio, but never like really visited anything there. So
2: you're not missing it. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I I kind of grew up here, so I came back here, and uh, yeah. You know, I'm working in a hospital right now, working as a CVICU nurse, which is a cardiovascular intensive care nurse. I like what I do. This area, you know, for as much as I joke, it's actually not too bad. You know, cost of living's pretty nice. Um, got a good group of a uh, couple friends that I have here, so you know, I make it work. But I'm definitely now that I am newly single, and I've joined the. What the fifty or fifty so percent of uh, the armed forces that's now at least got one divorce? Yeah, I uh, got nothing tying me here, so I'm definitely all
0: statistics, today. baby. What's
1: I up? I think 50% fifty percent is the number across the board in America. Really? Yeah.
0: Is it that high, or it's pretty it's high. probably higher than that? It's actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> pretty high. I don't know. I should. I mean, you probably. I don't know. Did you? I don't know if you ever met my ex-wife. Did you?
2: No, no. You
0: guys I, actually got no. Yeah, you did. You did meet my ex-wife. I think i remember one time
2: was this when we were at rucker together yeah we
0: were at rucker we were at the barracks she was sleeping in the barracks with me dude oh and, yeah,
2: I yeah and
0: she like i think we were like i don't know what we were doing we were like watching a movie or something like that or like just fucking around and i like elbowed her in the forehead Ugh. just fucking took an l to the forehead and i was like panicking and i was like i think she's cool but she was acting like she was like fucked up yeah, And so he the first time he ever met her, he was like making sure she wasn't concussed <laughs> from me elbowing her in the was field. she in
1: the army also? Or? No,
0: no. She was just so, hanging out with some army guys. Uh, you, so you met her down here. I met her whenever I was TDY at camp rudder. So that it's an Eglin air force base. So the, the unit that, that uh, Colin and I were at, we would like go help out with the Rangers when they did training. Mm-hmm. And I went down there one time as like, the medic on their crew and i ran into her and that was it that yeah, was all and then, free time then we them. got married moved to germany we got divorced and she took my two kids so that was yeah. <laughs> it's about what i got man yeah. it happens so apparently 50 yeah. percent of the
1: time yeah <laughs> feels like higher than that
2: yeah. gotta be higher gotta be higher so y'all
1: uh y'all watch that new was it?
0: The new dragon show? The Game of Thrones spinoff? No, House I haven't yeah Is it good? I this is a good conversation I, I wanted to get into. It's good. You guys were talking about the military for far too long. I was like, how do I get yeah. off this topic? Yeah. <laughs> uh I'm guessing y'all are all, y'all are into Game of Thrones. Yeah, I was into it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For sure. Yep, yep. I, I remember I started watching it like right after the first season and I was fucking hooked. But uh no, that House of the Dragon show is pretty badass. Mm-hmm. They got you know is it it's just the first season in the back of it right yeah but, it's like but, but it's like episode, the episode prequel yeah, but only after episodes episodes right now. one thing that they do it's very noticeable they do like big time jumps you know and they'll just skip two years from one episode to another episode really you know just to get to i guess plot points and stuff but, now
0: are the writers like the same as the original show but they are just like working for yeah Netflix th- this
1: this came from a book that uh that um george r, r. martin yeah, yeah, wrote. Martin, right. cool. yeah. <laughs> i think that some people have said they're already like minor differences From the, you know, the book. Yeah, because it's all, you know, objective
0: or whatever, and they can kind of perceive it however they perceive it. But that's cool. uh... I've been
2: enjoying the new series quite a bit. Um, And yeah, it's like loosely based on his stuff, but they've got a little bit of creative liberty on some things that they can do.
1: Apparently they're, they got like multiple spinoffs, like in the works. I think there's a Jon Snow after he gets sent to the wall, like at the end of the Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's going to be possible, you know. Really? series hmm. then there were some other ones uh but that's the only one i remember okay no i haven't, I haven't watched it yet but i want to hmm
2: you gotta get into it now man while it's uh still early
1: honestly i hate waiting for episodes to drop i like the netflix model just dumping a whole season on you at once it's on netflix though right no it's hbo oh yeah so they do it like every sunday when it comes out on the live hbo channel for
0: whatever reason i thought it was on netflix No, people are going to listen to this and be like wow that guy is dumb (laughs) well what
1: isn't on netflix (laughs) i uh y'all remember when netflix was mail in
0: like it was they would mail you dvds yeah
2: that was before i got into
0: it yeah despicable me was the movie that i was watching like that's how old ago how long ago that was i don't even know yeah that's true yeah Uh, yeah there was like a
1: two different options i try i remember trying to stream netflix on my xbox like i guess when that first started becoming a thing and the majority of the good movies you want to watch we like dvd only yeah couldn't even stream them yeah fuck this netflix shit and now look at them it's basically cable yeah (laughs) that's what's coming you know now instead of what cable should have done was like let you choose channel packages so, so most people only watch like 10 channels or something, you know, where you could just pay like $20 a month for 10 channels instead of having to pay a hundred dollar cable bill. Well, now that's what streaming networks have turned into yeah. basically yeah, you something just pick similar. You know? Now I
0: don't even pay for them. I just steal them from my parents like yeah, everybody cool. else.
1: There are a lot of people that share passwords. I know Netflix was wanting to crack down on that, but really, yeah,
0: there's like eight accounts on there on what on my parents pass on <laughs> my parents netflix I, I got
1: four yeah yeah that's what i'm saying and it's four different like households yeah right,
0: right. like ha- how how are they making money at this point
1: well that's the thing they want to make yeah. more money
0: yeah but i don't blame them i would want to make more money too yeah so like greedy you know capitalist whatever Colin, you go any uh anywhere cool after fort rucker i know you went to hunter but did you like travel anywhere cool
2: oh jeez no my life got pretty fucking boring after you stay between georgia and ohio military. uh yeah because nursing school is like it's like hell <laughs> uh hell? it's it, it's like hell it's a lot of stress it's a lot of studying i had i ended up getting a vitamin d deficiency if you can believe that i had like i did borderline that, rickets because yeah. like i would you know, I didn't go out as much as I should, so I was like in my turned,
0: turned into a vampire within like four I, months.
2: I did. I was pasty white. and yeah. like I had a VA appointment, and they took my lab work, and they're like, "Uh, you need to take some vitamin D or get get some sun." I'm like, "I'm a nursing school yeah. man." They're like, like, along I'm with your
0: prescription system. of vitamin D, we're gonna give you this free pass to a tanning studio." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: dude, it's the VA man. They they
0: can't. No, they don't have. Yeah, speaking, VA of doctors man. are
1: fucking. Yeah, speaking of tanning. I don't nobody can see this, but you see my forehead, John.
0: Yeah, well, I was wondering what that was
1: about. Yeah. I got sunburned this Labor Day, right? Did you go on the boat again? Went, went on the boat. Yeah. We talked about that. Okay. Uh, but my head forehead started peeling, right? So I just had like skin peeling off my forehead at work today. And it yeah. just looked bad. So I scrubbed it all off. And now my forehead's pink. Yeah, you look like a uh you look like a stop sign, dude. You're just red and white, bro. Yeah. It kind of burns too. Hmm. Yeah, sorry, I cut off whoever was talking with my burnt forehead story.
2: <laughs> oh man, I didn't even know where we were going with this, man.
0: I was just thinking about like <laughs> cool places that we went to. I think we oh, talked cool. about that though, but I know so, I mean, Jamie and I did, but like,
2: I don't know, man. Like, when we were in Korea together, we were in Seoul, man. We didn't have to go anywhere super cool. Like,
0: yeah, I feel I like we know. should just get into some stories. Like, let's get into that's what I. I think this should be about some yeah, stories. Story yeah, it's a story. Let's tell a story. Well, who wants to go first? Let's hear your wild drinking. Like when you hear wild drinking story. I'm sorry, wild drinking story. Military. What's your what's your story? Mm-hmm.
2: Shit. I got one.
0: Off and then I okay, you can go first, Colin. And then I think we might have to get off here because um, about 40 minutes is about our time we got. So. This
2: is cool. just one of many that I have, but there's yeah. one. So, well, Colin, you can I go first. It.
0: Let's hear. It. What's your drink? What's your drinking story?
2: So this is when I was stationed in Korea, and uh, as a medic, you have to do what's called table eight training. So it's like a refresher of all your combat medic skills. So it was like a Wednesday or something. Like no reason why I should be drinking, but I was part of a pool league. So I went out and I was on a team with this major who was like a company commander for like a missile defense group. And his yeah. girlfriend. And we went out to Friends Bar. Old there Friends on, Bar. Uh, yep, up there on Hooker Hill in
0: Utah. yeah.
2: And uh, shooting some pole. And I don't know, I got a wild hair at my eyes. I was drinking Jameson. Mm-hmm. Just straight. And at some point in the night, I kind of like blacked out. But it was more of a brownout because I was still functioning. It's like my base level functions were still kicking in at that point. You know, my brain was like, "All right, Colin, I, uh, I got this. You just, you know, you just like go into your drunken stupor." And yeah, I, I, I remember like I finished the pool game and I was like stumbling through the streets of taiwan and somehow I made it onto post. And you know where the gate is in relation to our barracks, so it was like a mile and a half walk from there. Somehow I was like stumbling my way back to the barracks. I found my way, all the way there, and I kind of remember bits and pieces of me walking through the base yeah uh, getting to the barracks i made it past staff duty i made it i remember unlocking my door and as soon as i unlocked my door my brain was like okay we got you here safe i'm blacking out too and i just remember waking up and i'm like half on my bed but my legs are hanging off and my pants are around my ankles
0: you got a but juicy girl uncle... laying on you <laughs> no donald's no, okay. Bugogi burger sitting right next to you <laughs> oh, Bugogi <laughs> <hell>. Burger. <laughs> Dude, I had my underwear on, my pants
2: around my ankles, and I woke up with just I was still drunk at this point. What the fuck, man? And I wake up and I'm looking at what time it is, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm already like thirty minutes late to go to my table eight training, but they allowed you to miss three hours for like work and stuff. So I was like, okay, if I take two hours and I sober up, I'm good. So I'm like I'm like observing the room. I'm just trying to get a lay of the land. Like, what the hell happened? And I look over at my desk, and it's just completely soaked.
0: What the hell? Because you man? peed all over it. I pissed all over it. Oh, you did? I head. was just kidding, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> No.
2: No, I kid you not. I don't know what happened, dude. I, I thought it was my toilet, and I pissed all over it. And I just remember because I was, like, wiping it up. Oh, and then God. I, like, smelled it. And I was
0: like, oh, my God. Was, like, that is some rank-ass asparagus. That's what that oh, is. Oh, dude and yeah. the
2: and the major the next day was telling me he's like dude you were super fucked like you were hitting on my girlfriend and shit i was dude, like dude, dude i'm so sorry
0: you? no it's good
2: no apparently um, i would turn to her and say man you're super hot and he would say like hey man that's my girlfriend i'm like yeah i know but you're still super hot <laughs> that doesn't
0: change the fact that you're hot what's up no
2: no that's no i was I, I was complete fucking degenerate but, that is um, funny.
0: that's what happens when you join the army at Dude. 28 no i'm scared Dude, I'm, just <laughs>
2: proud. I'm just i'm proud of my brain though to like you know get me back safe and yeah. not like pass out in the street somewhere and like
0: now you know you can thing. rely on your brain when you're blackout drunk
2: yeah i mean yeah. i got yeah. the auto that's
0: a, that's a good feeling when you know you can rely on yourself because when you can't rely on yourself that's when you get yeah. arrested uh, <laughs> i mean you go to jail yeah so um good missing yeah. curfew yeah i'll go i got kind of two of them
1: Yeah. Same. i'm trying
0: to think in my head Um, I'll start with a shorter one first. And that one is that I was in Paris and I don't remember a goddamn thing, dude. Don't remember a name. The only thing I remember is I was at the hotel room, uh, at the end of the night and I was just, uh. Chugging beers out of girls' butts—that's all I was doing. So hey, it doesn't sound like a bad. <laughs>
2: Wait, you were butt chugging? You were like secondary butt chugging, like some kind yeah, of yeah. Like basically, I was pouring like these scenario? like
0: uh, like think of like uh, Stella or like a um, what's the what's the just pouring uh, it down the crack of Peroni her ass? and I'm just oh. pouring it down the the lumbar spine of this girl, and it's just yeah.
2: We call around. we call it a we call it gin and gibber.
0: Yeah, we did that with a uh, a few people. I don't think. Um,
2: a little back gibber. Yeah.
0: My mom will be very happy about that story. But... Hi, mom. <laughs> no, Since but that's uh, that's what I did.
2: Sterilizes everything.
0: You're but then I had another story I thought was kind of funny that I've actually been trying to like work into a bit and I think that um I'm telling you guys might help that. But I um I I was in Korea and you know how it goes in Korea, dude. It's fucking wild, dude. You just yeah. get shit. You either off. go
2: there and you leave with the same rank or you like get divorced or married and-
0: right to a korean you. lady who doesn't look the same the minute she turns 50 that's pretty much what happens oh, yeah. and um you know to a juicy girl but i was on uh let's see i was uh it was at monkey beach actually it was at monkey you remember monkey beach Do you know that? it was a club in in like downtown seoul it was like yeah, super yeah, yeah. super super like uh every all the service members go there yeah, and it was um, like a huge dance club. All, yeah, right was, right they had like sweet. stripper poles and all this shit like you know like death, not desks, but like tables you could like dance on a show it wasn't and, uh, necessarily
2: my scene, but yeah, it was, it was yeah, like
0: it I really was. wasn't mine either, honestly. But like, we were just pounding, like, um, what do they call Freaking uh, iced teas, the twisted tea. oh, you're talking I'm about Long Island, Long Island iced teas. I couldn't think of it, Long yeah, Long Island iced teas, dude. I just remember we were just drinking the shit out of those, right getting fucked up and then uh my group of friends just decides to leave me they just like all right bye we're gonna go find some food get some beef and leaf, something like that go some korean barbecue and i'm like cool so i keep drinking and then i'm like you know i'm done with this i'm going outside and i'm gonna find somewhere to sleep so i walk outside i find a car that's unlocked i climb into the backseat of the car and i pass the fuck out Right. And I'm like, OK, I'm cool. Like kind of like my brain got me here and now I'm falling asleep kind of thing or I'm I'm safe. And um, about 530 in the morning, I wake up to an ajima, you know, the old lady. She's like, I say, like hitting me, like punching Shibaseki. me. Yeah. yeah Hit me with a fucking like a uh, uh, broom or something like that. Like that. I just it was a horrible experience. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny. though. Yeah. Definitely. but That's mine. My-
1: uh, I don't even know which one. All
0: right. So we were doing this
1: operation out on the northern atlantic like called northern eagle or something that's when i went across the arctic circle i think i told that story last time or maybe i told you before uh some other time anyway uh we would pull into ports a couple different ports and we had norwegian a norwegian ship with us and a russian ship with us really yeah and we were all just and you knew thinking. they had the vodka well <laughs> they probably did uh, so we would pull in the port. First we came pulled into uh Norway, right? So we were we had like the last What's day
0: the capital of Norway is is that Helsinki? I don't know why I'm thinking about that right now. Is it
1: Helsinki? I'm not sure. Okay, now we're uh, testing. Maybe it. Oslo. I don't know.
0: Oslo, that's what it is. Uh, uh so like the last day we were
1: there, we had what they call beer on the pier. You just we keep beer on the ship for functions and stuff like right. that. So they set up a table, sell beers, you could drink you know like an like an organization day like org day yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah. so but we had what you know we invited the norwegians uh navy people and the russians right so we just get like in obliterated you know the russians are pouring vodka into like budweiser right because it wasn't strong enough so they're like pouring more liquor into their beers right so we have like people dancing, you know, first, yeah. first it's like American dudes dancing. And then like the Russians getting there, doing their weird dances and stuff. And it was just a really good time with Pete. Like none of the Russians really spoke English, maybe a couple of them, but like you, we couldn't even hardly communicate with you them. You
0: just kept asking for vodka.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we basically just kind of talked to Norwegians and stuff like that. But the next day we were leaving early, you know, and uh, you have to stand what they call a watch station for any type of evolution so when they call the they called the time to get underway like nobody shows up Everyone they're all fucked up the everyone's hung over yeah you know we drank so much beer that night uh yeah so we all proceeded to get chewed our asses chewed out you know because we're all hung over right and we couldn't show up to watch on time right
0: all right that was the first court. And then the next night you did it all over again. Yeah. Like a few <laughs> days later, we
1: went a few days later we uh we went to fucking Russia, right? This time we didn't get as crazy, but like people were going on to the Norwegian ship. They had like a full bar in their wardroom, like with liquor bottles and shit. Really? So like all the officers were going into the Norwegian wardroom and getting lit up. Yeah. Or whatever they had in there. Yeah. Uh you know, Russians just doing what they do. Uh we actually had a fucking tug of war battle, with all three of, like all three of us, like ships had like ten people or whatever. I don't know how many people, but oh, it's on YouTube. You
0: could find it. Like I, uh, I literally thought you were gonna say like all three ships were trying to pull like a no. chain or something. I was like, I was like three we're
2: ships like... into only one league.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're gonna sink the other two battleships. Oh,
1: I just remembered the captain or XO from the Norwegian ship had a full batman costume ran onto our ship and said i'm batman then took off like the yeah yeah it was crazy uh yeah uh i did have another one though is like the first the first time i'd ever been out the country right uh, we went to spain uh that this island Menorca. first time ever being anywhere else besides america uh so that we get there the first day we're going out drinking so like the second place we walk into is a bar, and there's like no one there except for like two really hot chicks, or one was really hot, and maybe one was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. not, I don't know. There was just two chicks. I know one was like, hot uh, yeah, yeah, right. It was a Europe, it was, there year was one that was bar. memorable and one that wasn't, yeah, right. So, and so we all get drinks kind of hanging out, and these chicks are just kind of there standing by themselves, not even really talking to each other, right? And it's kind of confusing. I'm like, huh. Uh, finally, I guess after they start interacting, that's when we kind of figured out that this is like a, uh, like a brothel basically disguised as a bar. Uh, Apparently like prostitution is kind of like a gray area. So they'll have like these bars that you can like go have drinks in. And if the girl likes you or whatever, or if you got to do is pay the chick 75 euros or whatever. Oh, you know, the exact dollar. I mean, I I didn't (laughs) just for clarification, (laughs) I've never hired a prostitute anyway. Right. But the story had me around. I oh, well, had yeah. me around a bunch of this stuff, right? Here, folks, this is my,
2: we do not condone prostitution. Yeah, this was Go my on.
1: first. This is like my first experience, even like really be like dealing with this type of stuff. Yeah, old twenty year old Jamie. Yeah. Out in the uh, so yeah, so these bars would just have like private rooms in the back. So like once you talk to one of these chicks that's just sitting in the bar, they hang out at these bars all day, right? Right? Then y'all make a deal and pay or whatever. Then it would just take you to the back and you had like an hour or something, or I don't know how long,
0: but you're very specific in your, in your, I'm just saying, here,
1: right. Uh, <laughs> the crazy part is we're all just kind of drinking and like nobody in my group hired any prostitutes. And I'm, I'm not just saying that, you know, to cover anyone's ass, but it was just true. We weren't there for that. Right. But there are people that go there for that, you know, right. what I'm saying? even in the military, right. They kind yeah. of already know what's up. They've done a tour before. Right. Well, they're single and, you know, they know what the, what's going on. So it starts getting more popular this bar. Right. And then you start noticing that multiple of your buddies from the ship, like two, three, four people have went back and came back out with like the same chick. So you're like, Damn. yeah. So you're like there for like two or three hours drinking and you done seen this chick go back with four of your buddies. <laughs> yeah. The true definition of a barracks. Runner, right. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, So once we left there, we went to this damn distillery, like a gin distillery. And they just had open bottles of gin for testing, like fits. Really? Just in a big, on a table. Not just like
0: a shot glass. And they had
1: stacks of shot glasses. And us as Americans were just like free booze. Yeah, right. And we just tested everything twice. Right, right, right. right. You know, of course we bought liquor too, but yeah. That was uh, my first like drinking experience outside the country.
0: Yeah. First drink prostitutes and gin. I like that. Let's start that one. First drinking experience outside the country. Yeah. That was Korea for me, dude. Yeah. Uh let's think. Um I don't know if I can remember that. John, how
2: old were you when you went to when I went to
0: Korea? I was nineteen. I had just turned nineteen. Literally, I turned so I turned 19 my last week of AIT. And then I went home for like five days, and then I went out to Korea. So I was 19 years old, and I had never—I mean, I drank because, like, like, in high school and shit like that, but like, and like with my friends. But like, I had never like really drank, drank until I got out to Korea. So, soju, oh, so max, soju—that shit will really that's fuck a you hell up.
2: Way to start.
0: Yeah, Korea. I—I I mean, I still say this to today. Korea is not a place that like brand new soldiers should go to yeah i think it is
2: it is a trial by fire dude Uh,
0: that place is wild best food you'll ever eat in life though don't you agree colin
2: uh absolutely yeah um
0: korean food is just to die for
2: the korean barbecue there was amazing do you remember the soju kettles and yeah
0: yeah the soju oh yeah so
2: soju kettles are kind of crazy because uh unlike in the united states their alcohol content isn't regulated and so you could get a you could get a batch of soju that's only 7%, and then you might have one that's like 15 or even higher. And you didn't know, so we would have to do the stand-up test. So after we'd be you know, drinking one of these soju kettles, and when I say kettle, y- you imagine this like,
0: like ornate
2: beautiful chalice. Like, yeah. No, it was a two-liter bottle that they chopped in half. And yeah, like a Mountain Dew
0: bottle that they chopped at the label.
2: Pretty much. And then they and would mix like Kool-Aid up.
0: powder in it and shit. It's crazy. Yeah. And you would
2: just have to stand up in order to test how strong the soju was. I
0: I saw some dude
2: stand up one time and just fall back on his ass.
0: So when we lived in, I'll tell this story. Or not really a story, but I'll kind of give the audience a a description, right? So we lived in Korea. We were in Seoul, like the biggest city in in South Korea. 20 million. Yeah, Yeah. and the the area we lived in, or like we would party at, was an area called Itaewon. It's like the district out there. It's like we're all like the ville right where all the soldiers would go and stuff and uh you'd have all the food yeah all the good food like the burger joints sushi places korean barbecue and stuff and then towards the end of it you'd like go up this hill right and it was called hooker hill and they'd have all like the prostitute places where you could go you know like Mm. just like they would just be like standing in the windows and go do that stuff but at the very top of the hill they had like a series of bars and then that's, like, where all the soldiers would, like, hang out and stuff like that. You could legally and, uh, go to,
2: like, three places on that hill.
0: Yeah, but exactly. You could go, like, Grand Ole Opry's, Pauly's, and what's the other one? Uh, Friends Bar. Friends, my, yeah, friend, duh, my yeah, Friends Bar. my stuff. So like, Friends Bar. Yeah, and uh, so Friends Bar. I would hang out at, like, Grand Ole Opry or, or Polly's, And Pauly's is, like, the place where I get the soju kettles, and they would just literally be walking around with, like cut off two liter bottles of mountain dew just like hmm. with one little tiny little straw in it just sucking it down you know but i don't know it was i mean korea was dude korea was a time you should i would highly recommend it to anybody to go to korea and check it out but uh i don't know that i would want to live there again what about you would you want to live there again
2: oh yeah actually i would because you could get around speaking english pretty well uh the the language Hangul isn't that hard to learn but man i just remember their subway system being amazing oh yeah cheap. it's
0: true you could get around and Seoul in like you could
2: minutes. get around like for twenty dollars would last me twenty dollars would last me a month traveling around Seoul
0: yeah and it was quick
2: yeah. yeah no it was i i really enjoyed my time there like i tried to not go to the bars all the time because you know a lot of soldiers that's all they did frank they and then you know that was their life but i got out i saw shows i went to the e the e-mart I remember the e-mart that had uh oh man they had these like oh it was the big I, Park, I thought it was like
0: the I Park mall is that what you're talking about
2: well there's I Park mall but then there was the e-mart right next to it and it was like a series of little shacks and uh there was like storefronts and whatnot but you could yeah. like go up to this place and they would have these catalogs full of movies and i'm talking like movies that maybe haven't even come out yet because they'd get DVD screeners and they'd rip them. And you'd give your list to this little kid and you'd see him just run off into this building. He'd come back and he'd have your CDs for you. And, like,
0: uh, it was kind of Really? A I don't remember that at all. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, man.
0: I am thinking, think about it. I don't know what you're talking about. I love uh... Maria
2: with so many bootleg like, movies.
0: I mean, yeah, I know they had bootleg movies, but I wasn't I didn't ever, like, run in with, like, 10-year-old kids or anything like that. <laughs> yeah,
2: this this kid had to be, like, 10 or 11 years old. Yeah, I don't know. We gave him um, our list. And, I was uh, just thinking, ran, though, because
0: you were talking about it earlier, and I forgot about this, because um, you said you were a massage therapist before the Army, and I remember you used to, like, do massages in the barracks <laughs> he would have women come over to the barracks room and he would like perform massages on these women mm. and yeah, i was like to my head i was like a 20 year old kid you know young dumb and full of cum, and i'd be like he's fucking all of these bitches uh, he wasn't no
2: <laughs> no no it's was, it was totally professional
0: no um but you said you had <laughs> a weird inter- interaction with a with a uh massage partner oh, recently yeah. right? uh, he was telling me a funny story about that yeah. so
1: I'm like horrible at planning stuff. I don't like to plan nothing because I never know what's going on. You know, maybe it's something wrong with me, whatever. I like to kind of just spur of the moment when I want to go do it. That's when I want to do it. You know, sometimes it bites me in the ass, right? Well, I decided I wanted to get a massage, right? From I've been working out. My muscles are sore. I just needed, you know, kinks worked out and stuff.
0: Yeah, kinks.
1: So <laughs> I was... <laughs> Of course, I try to just go like right then that day. Everything's any like big name place was like booked up. So I went to like this
0: big name. I'm trying to what, what is a big name? Well, it was like Massage Envy. <laughs> okay, they yeah, got yeah, multiple oh, yeah, locations. Of the okay. Same I was thing, trying to pull something yeah, out of
1: that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I go to like this little hole in the wall place that basically took a walk in. Right. And I didn't really like, I try not to judge, but it was kind of like sketchy. And, uh, that was like, I should have been like a red flag, you know, uh, there's like one person there, one person working, uh, then I proceeded <laughs> to get the worst massage of my life. <laughs> like at one point it was, you know, pretty painful. Like she was doing something to my neck and I was literally about to like, lady, you got to stop. You are hurting me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's
2: taking out her frustrations on you.
1: She something. I don't know. It was not good. I was not relaxed. She didn't work out any kinks. Yeah, and then were
0: like, where are the ropes at? I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> then, then though, she—that's whenever she's like at the end. She's like, "You, you got tip," and basically was like wanting to jerk me off, and I'm like, "Oh, this is no one comes here for the massages; they come here to get jerked off." Oh, yeah. And I stumbled into a rub and tug place. Is that the
0: is that the new nickname for? Uh jerky jerky, is that like you got tip? Is that how oh, they add I don't know.
1: Them? They probably you know yeah. you want it? You, speak speaking code You want so. me to jerk
0: you off? You got yeah. tip? I don't know. get arrested. You know. What do you know about that? You were a massage therapist. So
2: I, I've heard of establishments like that. In fact, there's one locally where I I thought there.
0: that was your establishment at Fort Rucker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. That was uh that was under the table. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh uh. no i didn't do uh, i didn't do massages when i was at rucker man i was just too busy um
0: get him in the barracks room i said
2: well uh, well you know girlfriends and whatnot but i didn't like Mm -hmm. charge money or anything i didn't start like doing it again until i got out of the army and i was able to kind of fall into my old job i'm actually working out of a hotel now It's, uh, it's a pretty sweet gig but yeah there's definitely a lot of shady places out there like kind of some red flags are if the woman is wearing something that would look like she'd wear to the beach or less. Yeah. Probably not a legitimate place.
1: Uh, uh, this lady had like long sleeve, like full entire attire. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, so, so, so. It wasn't nothing provocative. It wasn't like an older lady. She was probably like in
0: her forties or fifties.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, she's got some experience. I bet she gave a great hand job though.
0: Well, oh, I wouldn't know. Well, did um? <laughs> are you sure you went to a massage parlor and not like a, uh, Dog groomer, like, and they just—that's what they were trying to do. I don't no. know. You no. Carry,
2: you hear like animal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you got Chewbacca Hmm. No. Not me. But. Yeah,
2: anyway. no, I I ran a very legitimate business, but yeah, definitely have heard of places like that. He's actually. like, yeah,
0: I had my tax forms, I had my, <laughs> I paid my other employees.
2: <laughs> employees. I was a, I was a sole proprietor did it for like five years. Yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, I make more money doing that than I do nursing right now. It's pretty crazy. So Ooh. if I could just pick up a few more man, I'd be set. But,
0: uh, what do you, are you curing cancer when you do this? Like how much are you charging your customers? Uh, Actually man. don't, we don't need to go into how much you pay, how much you're getting paid by your customers, but yeah, um,
2: uh, yeah. I, I make good money, man. I make, uh, I make 75 bucks an hour. That's not here. Yeah legit
0: that's cool i probably lose 75 dollars an hour in the amount Joan, of, did you get uh, any
2: of the massages while you're in korea like legitimate
0: no i don't think I'd, i or maybe i did it like the dragon hill once but that was like early early on um
2: so i went to a thai place while i was there this was uh across from the hilton hotel in itaewon and i walk into what looks like a closet but it's got these bars that go on the ceiling and the whole massage, she used her feet to like, and really? she would use the bars to kind of hang from and get leverage. And man, I tell you what, don't knock it till you try it. That was one of the best massages I've ever had. Like she, she had to be a hundred pounds soaking wet, but man, she felt like a 300 pound Olga just really getting those heels in there. And oh, it was amazing. I'd go back just for that.
0: Just for the foot massage, huh? Just- the foot back massage.
2: Well I was gonna say it's it's yeah, it's like the opposite foot massage. Like she's using her feet on me.
1: Well, that sounds like painful. painful.
2: Uh, I mean if you're a little bitch.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, guys, um I think that is probably gonna be our time today on the uh, the catching up podcast. Well, yes, we are caught up. We are oh, caught yeah. up for like three more days and then yeah. I don't he know. said it we'll figure it out. We'll figure out where we're going to get our next one out. But um Colin, it was great of you to join us today yeah, on thank the Catching you. Up podcast. Great to catch up with you, brother. And I really um,
2: appreciate the invite. Uh, as always, man, I had a good time and uh,
0: yeah. You it's, should definitely like put on your Instagram bio that you were on the third episode of the Catching uh-huh. Up podcast. Cuz when I'm we get definitely... famous in 10 years, we yeah. are going to be like, "Wow, that guy is special." Maybe 20. Yeah. Right no. now, or I think our, our, our top listener is probably John's mom. My family, yeah.
2: <laughs> Hi, John's mom. Thank you for listening to the podcast.
0: Yeah. So, and my <laughs> girlfriend. Well, it's nice to meet you, Colin. But... Yeah,
2: you as well, Jamie. Look forward to uh, meeting you.
0: Cool, guys. Well, thanks, man. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, brother. See y'all later. All right, bye.